Welcome to the Mind to Muscle podcast, where we focus on exercising our minds and our muscles. I'm your host and sweaty mama, Jennifer Loganville, and my goal is to empower you to live each and every day stronger than yesterday. Being the strongest in the room isn't only about your physical fitness, but your confidence and mindset. Here, I'm your biggest cheerleader as we learn how important it is to put your mind to muscle even before picking up the weight. Otherwise, what are you doing? Grab your water and get set up. We're starting in three, two, one, let's go. Thank you for listening to this podcast, even though my voice is really hoarse because I have had a cold for two weeks and it has now turned to a raspy voice. And this was something that came to my mind and totally unprompted, unscripted. And I was like, I have to record this literally right now or else I'm going to forget this thought that I've had and all the good details and excitement that I have around it. And it's going to be kind of hard to listen to because there's a lot of background noise because it's not the perfect setting. And my voice is really, really scratchy. And that's okay because the message is too good to not share. So thanks for listening and looking past my raspy voice this episode. God has you in a season of life exactly where you are supposed to be for your purpose. And it is crazy to think about it, but it is so true. He has you here for a reason, for a season, for you to learn from something that he is trying to show you. And a lot of times we can't see why we are in this season of life until we come past it. And that's okay. We are not meant to know everything and every reason why. But you will some point of your life understand why you went through that. And maybe we won't. Maybe we will never know why we went through every single season. And that's okay. Because that is not the purpose and the point of it. But just know it is intentional, whether that is easy to hear or not. The season you are in is for a reason. And know that his promise is he's with us no matter what. No matter if it's a good season, a bad season, a hard and easy. He's with us. He loves you. And so that's what leads me to talk about how riding a bike is almost the exact same as learning to love yourself, learning to respect yourself. It goes hand in hand with riding a bike and learning how. You're not going to be good at it immediately. It's going to take a lot of practice. It's going to take consistent practice. You are going to fail. You are going to fall off of your bike and then you're going to get back up and you're going to try again until you master it. And you are going to learn from it and you're going to grow and you may get some cuts and bruises along the way. And that's okay because it is all part of God's plan for you. And 
how I'm talking about it in a season is you may not be ready for this self-love until you are in a specific season of your life. And you may not understand what that looks like or why or anything until you hit a specific season. And self-love doesn't come easy. Self-respect, learning how to do that does not come easy. Just like riding a bike does not come easy. You have to be consistent. You have to be persistent. You have to have discipline. You have to want it. And you're like, moments go through and you're like, I don't know why I'm doing this. I have no clue. This is really hard. Why? Like, what's the purpose? What enjoyment is this going to bring? And you don't see it until after you learn it. And it's really hard to explain. And that's why I say it's seasonal, because there will be seasons where it's really hard to love yourself or respect yourself. And then there's going to be seasons where it comes really naturally and really easy. But my tips for you surrounding self-love are, number one, how to do it. You got to figure out why. You got to figure out what is your best self? What do you look like when you are your best self? What do you wear? Who do you hang out with? What are you doing for work? You have to figure out because only you know what your best self looks like. Write it down. Pin to paper is the best thing you can do. Pin to paper. Write down what does your best self look like? Where? Who does she hang out with? Who do you surround yourself with? How do you carry yourself when you walk in a room? Are you chest up, shoulders back? Or are you crouched over, not very confident? You've got to decide. Because everybody's best self looks different. And it may change per the season of life you are in. Then I would suggest writing out, and it, this one's the hardest one in my opinion, but once you do this, it is so incredibly freeing that you may unlock something that you didn't know needed to be unlocked. And my step two, after writing down pen to paper, your best self and what it looks like and what you do and what your job is and how you carry yourself and all those things. Step two is writing out who you are right now and why this version of you right now today is not your best self. You write down the nitty-gritty hard things to think about, the hard details, the ugly truth of why you are currently not your best self. Who, which might be the hardest one, put something in your head to believe that you are not worthy or you are not good enough. Is it someone you grew up with? Is it a parent? Is it a spouse? Is it a friend? Is it an employee? Who put that in your head? Write it 
down. So important. And then you have to write out your traumas. You have to acknowledge it. You have to feel it. And then you have to release it or you will hold on to that sucker for life. And I'm not saying you will forgive and forget and move on and live your life. But truthfully, that is what God wants us to do is doesn't necessarily say forgive and forget, but it just says that we need to forgive and we release and we release so much when we forgive. We're not supposed to carry these hard burdens. Our soul is not supposed to carry it. It's too much. Put it down. It's okay to put the hard stuff down because we are not meant to carry it all the time. So you have to feel it after you acknowledge it. So I need you to write out what it is that needs acknowledged because there is something bringing you down. There is something deep in your core and you may not even know what it is, who it is, and why. But you have got to figure it out because you have to acknowledge it, write it down, and then you have to sit in it and feel it. And it's not something that you can sit in and feel in one day and move on and get over. It will take a lot of work because like I said, self-love is like riding your bike. You have to practice it. You have to do something towards it every single day. And it could be a week-long journey, a 21-day journey, a six-month journey, a five-year journey. It doesn't, you don't know. But when it clicks, it feels so good and it's life-changing. So step one is figuring out your best self, okay? And your best self will change every season. Mine does. Step two is Figuring out what is holding you back in your mindset. Who is holding you back? Write it down. These are note entries that you don't ever have to share with anybody. Put them in an envelope, seal it, shred it. It doesn't matter. I like to keep it in a safe journal that only I read because I love coming back to it when I have experienced personal growth. And then step three, I would suggest giving yourself a timeline. Give yourself 21 days. So when this is released, give yourself 21 days to become better than you are right now today listening to this podcast. So in 21 days from today, when you're listening, I want you to step three right out who you're going to be in 21 days. Are you consistent? Have you consistently done your workouts for 21 days? Have you consistently drank a gallon of water for 21 days? You have to write this out to manifest this, to make this work. You have to put it in your brain so you can set these intentional goals and settings and expectations for what this looks like. A lot of times people think self-love. Oh, I love myself. Yeah. But they don't want to do the nitty-gritty work to actually experience the freedom and the confidence 
of true self-love, self-worth, self-respect, because it all goes hand in hand. And so really the third point is in 21 days, you're going to write down and literally write, in 21 days, I am doing blank. I am working out daily. I am following my macros. I am doing all the things that you want to do that lead you to be your best self. Right now, you are not working on yourself for tomorrow. You are, but you're working on yourself for one year from now. Yes, in 21 days, you can improve. Science says it takes 21 days to make it a habit. So start doing it. But you are working on yourself today to be a better version of yourself one year from now. We are working. The things we are doing currently today will either make your year from now better or worse or grow or be static and stuck right where you are. It's entirely up to you. You get to decide what you are doing right now to improve your life in a year from now. In 21 days from now, tomorrow, better than yesterday is all I ask. It's all I ask for my members, just be better than yesterday. And that looks different all over the spectrum. And it's not only fitness related. When you join my group, you're not just working out. The sisterhood changes your mindset. It changes your life. Being a part of the group is exactly what you take from it. And it's life-changing if you allow it to be. If you participate inside of the group, those are my most successful members, are the ones who participate inside of the group. And I'm not saying it's a requirement. It's not. It's totally your choice. But for six years now of JGFG, my most successful members are always the ones who participate post-daily at least post a couple times a week. I'm an analytical person and it shows consistency on just posting inside of the sweaty sisterhood. There's so much correlation on, and it's not that you're doing the workouts for anybody else. You're doing them for you, but there's this accountability aspect that makes you more accountable because these other sisters that you are inspiring will hold you accountable. They will cheer you on. You don't have to suffer alone and you don't have to grow alone. You're not meant to be alone in this world on your journey. That is why I offer this sisterhood with my program. And so really, step three goes hand in hand with a lot of things. You are writing out your habits that you're doing in 21 days from now, which ties together with what your best self looks like, which all goes together. And now you're going to take number four and you're going to kind of tie together one and three by listing out the steps that you're going to do or the daily tasks that you are going to do to get to your best self, to get to the best version of you in 21 days from now. If you listen to this the day I release it, 21 days from now is right before Christmas. You can change your entire life before Christmas. 
But if you listen to this after in January, February, March, and a year from now, whatever, you can change your life in 21 days. I promise you. You have to want to do it. You have to put all excuses behind you. I have some members who will inquire about joining my program. And they're like, I have all of these restrictions. I, you know, my back hurts, my knees hurt. I have an injury in my shoulder. I don't, I'm tired. I don't want to do anything. I stand on my feet all day. And I kindly respond with, I am happy to help you, but you have to help you. I cannot do the workouts for you. I will be your number one advocate. I will be your coach. I will gladly message you every single day if that's what it takes. But you have to want to change. You have to want to make this because I cannot press play for you. I cannot put the food in your mouth for you. You have to put in the work and I will show you how to do it. And if you aren't willing to put the excuses down, because at the end of the day, everybody has something. Every single human walking this earth has a restriction, has something going on. But whether you use it as your motivation to be better or stay the same is up to you. I have had members who couldn't even lift their leg up to step up on a curb before joining my program, who now has a six-pack of abs and 12% body fat and is in her late 60s. And guess what? She's in the best shape of her life regardless of her age. You can say, I'm 45 years old and I've never lifted and so why start now? Because you have so much life left. That is why you should start today. Age is just a number. Some of my members who are in the best shape are some of my oldest members. Do not let age hold you back. Make it a restriction because that is an excuse. 100% an excuse. My husband's grandmother was one of the best physically shaped women in her 80s that I've ever met. And she woke up every single day and did an exercise routine every single day. And she did the same thing right before she'd go to bed. And that showed me long before I started my program, but also I've been lifting weights for 15 years. And so that just showed me, yes, consistency, no matter what your age restrictions are, is more important than anything. And every single day, a little bit of movement will add up. So you're going to go one through four and you're going you're gonna to start and it's going to be hard and it may take you a couple days, but that's okay because every day that you participate, day one, you're doing step one. Day one, you're writing down your best self and then you're going to start drinking some more water. Whatever it looks like, you're going to start adding up. Okay, today I'm going to drink 60 ounces of water maybe before you drink 20 or 30. And day two, you're going to write down number two, and you're going to say, okay, I'm going to do this hard thing where I address these feelings that are hard, but they're so worth it when you do. So you have to acknowledge it on day two. 
and you're going to write it. And it may be half a paragraph. It may be 10 pages. I don't care. It doesn't matter. It just matters that you get it out on paper. Throw it away, shred it, fold it up, put an envelope. Doesn't matter. I like to keep it. So that's what you're going to do on day two. And then day two, you're also going to drink your water goal. And then you're going to start acknowledging hitting your protein goal. How much do you weigh? Doesn't matter. I don't care. That is the least important number when I ask that. But if you weigh 160 pounds, you are going to get 160 grams of protein that day. I don't care what it looks like. Download a macro app. Message me if you're a member. I'm going to help you. Write it out on a piece of paper. Track a note on your phone. It doesn't matter. You're going to track how much protein you ate that day. And if you are only getting half of your body weight, that is why you are not seeing results. If you are getting less than half or even half, three quarters of your body weight in grams of protein, that is not enough. Minimum should be your weight in grams. So then you're going to do that. That's day two and three. And it may take you one to two days to feel it, figure it out, track it, write it, doesn't matter. And then day three, four, maybe five is whenever you're going to start doing task number three. And you're writing out and you're thinking intentionally about, okay, in 21 days from now, what am I doing? Who is the best self? You already know what she looks like, what she's doing, how she's acting, her daily tasks. Now for three, step three is you're writing out. She is, you know, tracking her macros. My best self in 21 days from now is hitting my protein goal without even thinking about it. 21 days from now, I am doing a daily workout, lifting with my 20s and 30s for my heavy with good form. And those sort of tasks, your to-dos, okay? You're writing those out. And then by day five, six, seven, so your weekend at this point, you have started and consistently hit your protein goal, hit your water goal. By now, you're hitting it at least 80 ounces of water a day. With just protein in water, you can literally change your life. I'm not asking you to hit macros every day for 21 days. I'm asking you to hit a water goal and a protein goal every day for 21 days. I, at this point, do not care if you hit your fat goal or your carb goal. I care if you hit water and protein. And strip away all the chaos and the noise And just focus on that. Because I know if you're doing this immediately following when I release this, it's going to be around Christmas time. And it's really hard to jump in with your macros and do them at 100% around Christmas time. It can be done, but it's hard. And I'll never lie to you and tell you that macros are going to be easy because they're not. They're hard until you learn how to do it. And then it becomes a fun puzzle, a fun game. And it becomes easy. I promise I've been doing it for 12, 13 years. It gets easier. And it's seasonal. You don't have to track 24-7. In fact, I don't want you to. I talked about that on my intuitive eating 
podcast. You should not track year-round. You need a mental break. Now we're a weekend, and you have got this. You've been crushing it. You've been doing your daily workout, hitting your water goal, hitting your protein goal, and you are feeling good. But it's not over. So after day 10, I want you to implement a new step. I want you to start putting sticky notes in the important places that you see every day. I want one in your bathroom mirror. I want one on your refrigerator. And I want one in your car. Those are core places that you go every day. And I want you to write your favorite thing about you on those sticky notes. I love my smile. I want you to put it somewhere, maybe in your bathroom, maybe in your car. You can put, I love that I am a generous person. Because then every time you get in and out of your car, you are connecting the dots that you are a generous person, that you are a kind person. But I like to use kind with a little more detail because I know some hypocritical kind people and they preach the word kind and then they're not very kind in reality. And so to me, what is kind to you? When someone's like, oh, just be kind, what does that mean to you? I need more details. And so write out, I'm a kind person. How are you a kind person? I'm a kind person because I do not talk about people behind their backs. Because kind people don't do that. I am a kind person because of why? Why are you kind? How are you kind? I want details. I want it specific. Like the one in your bathroom should say something about a physical thing. Because then you're going to look in the mirror and you're going to smile every time you see it. I love my chest muscles. Guess what? If you see that every time you walk in your bathroom for five days, you're going to look at your chest muscles or your shoulders or your butt, whatever, and flex it. And you're going to walk away a little more confident. And then the one in your car is more of like a call to action because every time you get in and out of your car, you're going to go act that way. Anytime I, if I write, I'm a, I love that I'm a generous person, I am likely to get in and out of my car, go out to a store, be kind, be generous to people. If you are kind and you write specifically how or why you are a kind person, you are going to go act on that every time you get in and out of your car. Maybe you're getting in your car after a hard day at work and it says that you are a loyal friend. And then you can call your best friend and you can have a conversation about your hard day. There's so many good things. So the third one on your fridge is going to be something around food and something around a positive outlook on food, okay? So the one you're going to put in your kitchen on your fridge is going to say something along the lines, whatever calls to your heart, of I am in charge of what goes in my mouth. 
I'll be honest, whenever I had a binge eating, super restrictive eating mindset 12, 15 years ago, before I found macros, that saying was in my head every single day to pull me through that binge eating cycle of, I am in charge of what goes in my mouth. I control what I eat. I will not reward myself with food because I am not a dog. Like there, there, it could be endless around food. And if you need help figuring out what to write, just message me. I'm so happy to help you figure out maybe the root cause. And so I want you, when you're writing this, to reflect on your number two. There is a reason why you are addicted to food. And a lot of times it is because you are trying to hide from an emotion. Well, on step two, I had you figure out what is the cause that is holding you back? Who is the cause? What trauma? What incident in your life is the cause of why you do not feel like you're your best self? Maybe you were in a really bad traumatic event as a child. Maybe you have some heavy stuff that you need to address to be able to release those emotions. I talk about it in my adrenal podcast. You have to release the emotions if you want to release the weight. So it goes hand in hand. You have to. I've been doing this. I'm no expert, but I would like, I'm an expert personal trainer. Literally, I have a certification that says that. But there's such a correlation. And the more, the deeper I go in the holistic world and studying on that side, there's a correlation with being overweight in some sort of trauma, emotional trauma, unreleased emotions. There is a 100% correlation. You are in charge of figuring it out if you want to make the change. So now we have this, we're, we're working on week two here. Every single day, we're looking at these sticky notes. We're drinking our water goal. We're hitting our workout. We're hitting our protein goal. We see all these positive affirmations. We start talking nicely to ourselves. We are respecting ourselves. We do not allow people to treat us in a way that we do not accept it. And so now your next step is writing that out. What is self-respect to you? How do you want people to treat you? How do you want your friends to treat you and respect you? How do you want your siblings, your parents, your children? And I don't mean it in an entitled way. There's a difference between boundaries self-respect, and entitlement, and you cannot get them confused. So many people do, and they take it too far. And this entitlement, entitlement can ruin so many things and so many relationships. It has ruined a lot of relationships in my life because I do not tolerate entitled people. I will not allow them in my life. And it was not always like that. I tolerated them. I allowed them to manipulate me. And 
I do not allow that anymore because I have set firm boundaries and I highly, highly suggest that you do the same. And I, how I did that was I wrote it out. What does it look like for my employees to treat me? How does it look like for my siblings and my parents and my children and my husband to treat me? How does it look like a stranger to treat me? What am I willing to accept from other people? And where's my boundary line? Why? Why why will I allow certain people to treat me certain ways when I would not allow it from everybody? You have to write these hard things out. And it is weird to think about it, truthfully. But once you do, it is liberating. It is amazing to be like, awesome. This is amazing. I have these firm boundaries. And like I said, you cannot get them confused and you cannot become entitled. There's a difference. You treat others the way you want to be treated. And that's what I say is, I show up for people and I love people the way that I would want to be loved and I would want to be treated. And it's really interesting because it's really hard when you don't receive that same love back. The the way you pour into people, when you don't receive it back, that is when you know you have to set a boundary. You can't give that person 110% of you because you don't get that back. And that is whenever you have to kind of stop and evaluate who is sitting at your table. I talked about this on a podcast, an unhinged episode with me and Johnny a long time ago. It's okay to remove people from your circle and who sits at your table and different people will sit at your table in different seasons of your life. And and that's okay that it changes, it is good because you're growing or they're growing. And some people are meant to come in and out of your life for only a season. And that's okay too. And sometimes it's hard to understand that. But there's a reason for the season. And you may not always understand why or know why or get the answers, but that's okay. We're not meant to have all the answers. Like I said at the beginning, But we are meant to learn and grow and have boundaries 100%. And so the last step that I want to talk about on this podcast, I've got more that I want to share, but I'm wrapping it up because by now we've got close to 21 days of this practice. And I would suggest changing your sticky notes in your three places once a week through the 21 days. And don't just stick them up there and never look at them again. You're sticking them up there and you're reading them every single time your eyes look at them. And you're acting on it. And that is the only way that you can grow and make changes is if you do them. And it is hard and it's exhausting, just like riding your bike. But it is so worth it. And if you talk nicely to yourself in positive things and treat people with positivity every single day for 21 days, it's going to become a natural thing for you. 
and it's going to help you grow and it's going to be uncomfortable. But when you're uncomfortable, you're growing and it's beautiful and ugly and hard all at the same time. But that's okay. And then the last week of your 21 days, I want you to publicly write one of your weaknesses on a sticky note and put them in your car. You can pick where you put it. Somewhere where you can see it, maybe your kids can see it, your spouse can see it, and talk about it, right? My weakness is this, and how are you going to overcome it? And that's really hard to put that out there. My weakness is I compare myself to other members in the group, and I'm not going to do that anymore because I love me for me. Because my journey is different than anybody else's. And that is honestly something I would write out there. And I would put that on a sticky note and put it out there. Because guess what? Your kids are likely comparing themselves to somebody else in their classroom, in a sport. And if they see that you can be vulnerable and you can put yourself out there with a weakness, that is something that everybody struggles with. And how you're going to overcome it is because you love you because of X, Y, and Z. Because my journey is different than theirs. My life looks different than theirs. And I can love them and be happy for them because we're different people. It's likely your husband's comparing himself to somebody too. Or somebody's life. Or your kids, like I said, a school and a sport. And they need to know that it's okay to look at somebody for motivation or it's okay to look at somebody with and admire them, but it's not okay to look at somebody and be bitter towards them because you wish you were this or you look like this or you did this. Use it for drive and motivation, but stay in your lane and know that your journey is uniquely yours and only yours. And your life is yours for a reason, for a season, because God made it that way. And when you start doing all of these awesome, hard, challenging things, 21 days are going to fly by and you're going to completely change your mindset. And like I said, I'm no expert. I'm no pro. But this is what works for me. This is what has worked for members that I have helped coach with how to grow and change their mindset into self-love, self-respect. But you have to reciprocate this and you have to treat others with love and respect because somebody out there is watching you as their inspiration. Whether you know it or not, they are. So you have to love yourself. You get one life, one chance at this. You can mess up a hundred times, but never stop trying to grow. Never stop trying to be better than yesterday. It is worth it. And one day you're going to wake up and you're going to have this aha moment. And it's going to be so beautiful. And I'm excited to hear it. So please always share your aha moments with me. And I'm going to wrap it up. I've got a whole nother podcast I could talk about this subject. And I'm going to with deeper more nitty-gritty details on the same idea of what I shared today. But I highly suggest you putting this into practice over the next 21 days. Stop waiting until the beginning of the year to become the best version of you. Start now. So by the 
beginning of the year, you are already in this habit, in this mindset, because you're training not only your body whenever you're working out, you're training your brain, you're training everything. So love your body, your body will love you back. And the same with your mind. When you start pouring in positivity, everything in life gets better. I promise you, that is one thing I will guarantee. I just want you to know you're strong, you're powerful, you're worthy. And thanks again for listening through this podcast because I have so much passion and heart around it. But I know my raspy voice was not the easiest thing to listen to. So I appreciate you guys. I love you. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Mind to Muscle. If you'd like to tune into future episodes, don't forget to follow me on your preferred listening platform. And if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure and leave a review. I really appreciate those. Don't forget you are strong, you are powerful, you are worthy, and you can do hard things. I love you guys. Bye.